Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host, will you? Do you know, folks, today is National Cucumber Day? She celebrates it. She loves cucumbers as a side when she's eating her Alberta steak. I, however, do not celebrate National Cucumber Day, and I'm going to tell you why. Just the other day, I was at my local Loblaws, and I was in the produce section, and I saw a cucumber, and it was $4. And I brought, I signaled over the produce manager, and I said, is this correct? You were selling a cucumber for $4? And he said, yes, sir. And I looked at him, folks, and I said, do you know where you can stick your $4 cucumber? And he said to me, oh, I do, sir, but I've already got a $6 bunch of carrots there. <clears throat> anyway, she is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed. Sheila, I can't believe these prices these days. <laughs> yeah, me neither. This is why I have a greenhouse. And I just want to be clear. I'm not a fan of the cucumber, per se. <laughs> I'm more of a pickle aficionado. Oh. And only sour pickles. If you send me sweet pickles, I'm calling the police. That, that, <laughs> that's just very wrong. It's also Donald Trump's birthday, by the way. Oh. Um, and it is also uh, Monkey Around Day. So check that one off the list for you, David Menzies. Um, um, no, I think who should be checking that off the list is uh, disgraced ex-mayor of Toronto, John Tory. Uh, he who sent out the email to Emily Hillstrom, I can't wait to chase you around the cottage this Shut weekend. Gross, gross. <laughs> no, no, no that's, uh, this is a true story. The fatal flaw, Sheila, he sent that email to the wrong city staff. <laughs> that's how this whole thing unraveled. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's your lesson uh, for the day, folks. Before you press send, proofread it. <laughs> I still can't believe that he was having an affair with a younger female subordinate when he was going through the pandemic looking like a ladies field hockey coach <laughs> named Wanda. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, I want to uh, call you out on something, David. And my yes. friend uh, Mike and I were quite upset. Because every day we waited and we waited and waited for it to happen. You did not acknowledge the passing of the Iron Sheik. Oh, I. do you know what? Did for we, shame. You know what? It, it is shameful. Sheila, what's even more shameful is that photo you sent me of the Iron Sheik, which I will not <laughs> describe because, <laughs> let's put it this way, it's school board approved material. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you can get it in a public library <laughs> in Ontario for sure, but, but it's just not But you know what? I love work. the Iron Sheik. <laughs> uh, I, uh, even post-wrestling, uh, when he do those interviews on Howard Stern, everybody was a blanking jabroni. And um, it, it was just incredible. I do have a story. I, I knew uh, the journalist who used to cover wrestling when they covered wrestling at the Toronto Sun. And he was uh, flying with the Iron Sheik once and they were going through Pierce and you have to open your travel bag. And what and this says a lot about what you need to know about wrestling and why so many wrestlers. Well, this isn't the case with the Iron Sheik, of course, but. They just simply die in their sleep in the, in their early fifties, uh, much like. I'm surprised he was still alive. I was me, shocked. Me that too. He made it this long. Yeah. So when he opened his travel bag, Sheila, what came out? 
it was every possible painkiller under the sun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. And I don't uh, know I if the Iron Sheik in, uh, enjoyed steroids or not, but, you know, that... So, and I'm not going to, you know, cast aspersions that way, but that's what happens when you're taking this um, witch's brew of painkillers and steroids and other performance enhancing uh, drugs. Uh, sooner or later, it's typically sooner with wrestlers and, and cyclists, uh, your heart just gives out uh, when you should be just at the halfway mark of your life. Um, and he had quite a rivalry with Rob Ford. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. He was always trying to fight Rob Ford. I just flipped a video from Sportsnet um, on one of the many, many, many occasions that the Iron Sheik, Sheiky, as it were, uh, challenged uh, <laughs> Rob Ford to a fight. If you want to uh, throw that up, it, maybe we can watch that together and reminisce about a better time in Toronto politics. Oh, it was fun. Uh, so you want to beat the mayor in an arm wrestle? Absolutely. That's why I'm here. And what will, yeah. that, what will that prove? Well, I just want to know why he's a marriage and you are resting with your whole book. And I saw, no, I want to know he jumped with the iron sheet. I was a champion. He put him on the iron sheet, what do you think about the mayor saying he smoked crack? What do you think about the mayor saying he smoked crack? Oh, I think it's a bad thing. And then. Yeah, the man is um, uh, eat the cheeseburger and uh, smoke crack. What kind of role model is for the Toronto city? I used to come to the Maybelline Garden and I wrestling and I'm having a Canadian having a champion. I'll be the Angelo Moscow in the Maybelline Garden and I'm the real Holy Fame WWE. Now I want to see Mr. Ford can beat the Orange or no. I just I just want to know uh, is he a real man or no? I feel the man. In his office. Oh, Sheila, oh. that was the emergence of the city of Toronto as Gotham City. <laughs> it was. Oh, uh, it was a better time. It, it was, was a funner time. And you know what? It was fun. Instead of these, you know, uh, killjoys that we have uh, running for office. And uh, yeah, that and that was amazing. I forgot about that, that uh, Rob Ford. It was Ford, like four or five uh, times you wanted to fight him. Yeah. And what do you think about Rob Ford successfully defeating Hulk Hogan in arm wrestling? Isn't that something, Sheila? Arm wrestling, like WWE, is real. <laughs> it's sports entertainment. <laughs> it's as real as you want it to be. But you know what? And I've always said this, Sheila, about wrestling, especially when I go to a live event. It's so entertaining to be in the audience. Because oh, I love it. I love it. I, I, I'm like screaming. I go home with the sore throat. <laughs> I've got signs. I'm trash talking people. I lose my friends. My friends will go and like whip up the little kids into the crowd, in the crowd into a frenzy and the little kids are screaming. I love wrestling. It's my oh, favorite. We have to go to a card together. We what you just to. described is exactly what I do. Um, and usually the person that comes with me, he either moves to another section or oh, no. he's uh, doubled over in laughter. But there is such an interesting dynamic. Uh, here's my estimate. I want to hear what your estimate is. I think 85% of the crowd, they're in on the joke. You know what I'm saying? 
but it's that 15% lunatic fringe that this is real, this is genuine. Uh, I mean, I'll never forget Urban R. Scheister, which, uh, you know, IRS, the tax man, when he wrestled yeah. back in the 90s in a suit with a briefcase. And he, I remember seeing him at Maple Leaf Gardens and his, you know, gag to get the crowd going was, it's a well-known statistic that the vast majority of Canadian tax cheats reside in Toronto. <laughs> and this woman was beside me and she was holding up a pack of De Maurier cigarettes and she was <laughs> screaming at him about how much in taxes she's paying for cigarettes. And I'm going, but you know, the IRS is not Revenue Canada. Right? <laughs> I mean, they have nothing to do with your tax threshold, but you couldn't argue with her. <laughs> Just so you can fully understand the Sheila Gunn Reid goes to wrestling experience, I go with Tamara Leach sometimes, Adam Sos, Tarek El Naga, good friend of the Rebel, my buddy Mike, who is critical of you for saying blackface too much. He always comes. <laughs> uh, not going to end. <laughs> um, uh, Diana Hart Smith. Oh. Davy Boy's wife. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, lovely lady. Uh, just stunningly beautiful, even still. Um, nicest people, and I get in there and I'm screaming and yelling, and I, I am chirping people. <laughs> people are bringing me drinks. I don't know where they're coming from. <laughs> like, it's just a lot of fun. You have to come next time you're in Alberta. Oh, we'll go to one in Calgary. 100%, Sheila. That would be my dream date, to go to a wrestling card with you. And my <laughs> dream period would be you in the ring with that little soy boy, Dion Buse, the guy who assaulted you at a, a female uh, Women's Day rally, rather. And, um, you know, I and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I think you could take him. I'm pretty sure. And then I think to end the match, you would take one of his custom made guitars and smash him over the head with it. Honky tonk man style. <laughs> and, and I'd be yes. in heaven. <laughs> oh, yes. I would even wear like the honky outfit, like the honky tonk outfit with rhinestones, everything. For sure, 100%. Uh, we should get into what we're doing today because we're 13 minutes into the show and we've talked about nothing except wrestling, yeah, which is fine. Which and is cucumber fine. prices. It's an honest day's work at the office, but we should get into the real news of the day because I had quite an adventure yesterday in Ottawa. Oh, can so hardly we wait. To talk about. So this is the Rebel News Daily Roundup. It's uh, hosted by David. Um, and a rotating cast of characters. Today it's me. Uh, normally the rotating cast of characters act as the break to David's gas, but I feel like I'm not doing that job very well <laughs> today. Um, and we talk about the news as it happens, unscripted, um, in I, I, more of a lighthearted way, uh, not a boring way. Um, if you want to watch us, we are on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and Getter. Kenner. Now, if you yes, and if you want to support the work that we do completely willingly, might I suggest you navigate away from the censorship platform of YouTube and land yourself on Rumble or Odyssey. On Rumble, you can leave us a paid chat called a Rumble Rant. On Odyssey, it's called a Hyper Chat. And throw a little money in the pot. Helps us keep the lights on here at Rebel News because we'll never take a penny from Justin Trudeau. And we will do our best to read your question, query, comment, or story idea live on air towards the end of the show normally it's a good way for reason for you to stick around to the very end because that's sort of when the fun starts but i think that's it david um uh, take the lead and i'll just explain <laughs> what happened to me yesterday yeah no i i can hardly wait to see the footage myself uh sheila as they 
There's a, Are you watching this for the first time? I am indeed. I've been uh, oh. so busy. Is it busy as a bee? Busy as a beaver? Which one's busier, a bee or a beaver? I don't know these days. Uh, I only know I can probably get in trouble by <laughs> dwelling too long on that analogy. <laughs> so, yeah, there used to be uh, an ad campaign for an amusement park in Grand Island, New York, near Buffalo. And their saying was, fun Wow! Well, I think that's what we're going to see with Sheila Gunn-Reed's visit uh, to Ottawa yesterday, um, <laughs> confronting school board trustee Nilly Kaplan. Oh, I'm sure this is going to be a five-coupon ride, folks. Let's roll it. Ms. Kaplan-Reed? Hi. Sheila Gunn-Reed with Rebel News. I just wanted no. to... No, don't run away. No, no, no you will back <laughs> off. You will back off. I'm trying you to back get, off right now. I'm trying you to get back off. Petition with you will back off. You will back off. You will back off. No, you may not come in. You may not come in. You do not have permission to come in. That door is closed. You may not. Wow. Yeah. We have a security guard here. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Thank you for so much. So Heather, Heather, this gentleman's with CTV. Good guy. Hello. So, good guy. Excuse me. So CTV can go in. Why can't CTV go in? But we can. You said he was a good guy. <laughs> so, so wow. I, I wasn't. I wasn't exactly conspicuous. I don't think they have a lot of women wearing Carhartt jackets in downtown Ottawa. But there I was, sticking out like an Alberta sore thumb. But. I went to deliver the petition to Nilly Kaplan Murth. So for people who don't know, you can go to firenilly.com to get the full story, but I'll give you the, just the Coles Notes version here. Nilly Kaplan Murth was the, she rose to national prominence as the mask obsessed hypochondriac TV doctor who would do these remote hits with CTV or whomever in her office alone wearing a mask. Like, like what are you doing, lady? Wow. So people make fun of her for that. But as COVID receded so did her power and so she decided uh, she liked the power that she had as a mask obsessed wild-eyed tv doctor with a mask glued to her face and she ran for school board and she won uh because it's easy to win to get on the school board if you just knock a few doors and get your vote out that's the moral of the story here conservatives should care about this stuff and so she got on the school board and then she immediately started censoring parents in person parents who are critical of gender theory being taught to their children wow. and so they would turn up at the school board meetings she would cut their mic have them thrown out um, and these are parents with kids in the school board at the ottawa carlton district school board they have a right to have a say in what happens to their kids seven hours a day so the parents got upset they started a change.org petition and Nilly Kaplan-Murth complained to change.org, cry bullied change.org took their petition down. So they started a second one. And then Nilly Kaplan-Murth and the school board cry bullied to change.org and had that one taken down. So that's when I said, enough is enough. I'm not in Ottawa, thank God. I hope to spend very little time there in my life. but And I don't have kids there. But I am against censorship and I am against censoring parents and I am pro holding your politicians to account. So I started my own petition that got 8,000 signatures because my petition was uncancelable. What was Nilly Kaplan Murth going to do? Complain to Ezra that I was mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I made a commitment. I said, if people sign this, I'm going to go before the end of the school year and I'm going to deliver this myself because she cannot censor me. So I went. And I, there had been a protest 
at the school earlier in the day, or at the school board earlier in the day. Now, Key and Simone and I were on a documentary shoot elsewhere in the city, so we couldn't make that. We didn't even know what was happening. But we then we realized, okay, security is going to be high. We're not going to get into the school board meeting. They're probably going to not going to allow the public in now for security reasons. So let's wait in the parking lot. And we found where the trustees parked their car because they put convenient little signs there that said trustee parking only. So, so <laughs> we knew that that's where she was going to park. We knew that was the door that she had to go in. So we just waited. And CTV was there doing interviews with everybody, including that lady who uh, her icy death stare tried to burrow a hole in my soul. Um, <laughs> one at the end. Um and CTV was there interviewing people and Nilly Kaplan Murth was going to do uh, an interview with CTV once she pretended that she was no longer talking on the phone because she totally was pretending to be talking on the phone. Um, and she put her phone down and that's so I'm sort of standing there and you see me standing there and I wait for her to put her phone down. So I'm not inter she couldn't claim that I was interrupting a phone call with her kids or whatever, because I know that she's a victim of everything. So and that's when we just I'm trying to give her a piece, a piece of paper and the first thing I said to her is no no don't run away <laughs> she just got ex crazier and crazier she ripped the door out of my hand eventually I had six security guards called on me that one lady who was really mean um I, I tried to talk to her she was like four inches from my face I'm like you obviously don't think I'm a security threat because you're awful close to me lady um <laughs> like it was just it was just wild and I'm at one point I'm like can somebody it's 80 pages of paper. Can If I promise you that the person at Staples who printed this wore a mask, would somebody just take this out of my hands? And they still wouldn't. I had to put it in the, the like night drop box or whatever. You know, Sheila, here's my take. First of all, uh, if I were to give these humorless harpies on the left six figures of free public relations advice, it's this. Embrace what we do in the field. That's you and I, at least. Uh, we believe in the motto, kill them with kindness. So even yep. though we're getting screamed at, even though sometimes people are getting handsy, which is assault, but given how lame law enforcement is uh, these days in uh, shutting down uh, certain members of society, um, I never lose my cool. I know you don't either, Sheila. And no. I can tell you, I mean, the number of uh, emails and texts I receive and social media comments how do you keep your cool under, like, if that were me, I'd be throwing haymakers. Well, but that's the thing, Sheila. That's exactly what the other side wants. You're always being recorded by someone. And if we were to throw F-bombs back, if we were to get physical, it's not a good look. It really isn't, you know, and it's not our bailiwick. What I would have done if I was Mealy is I would have come up to you, even though she hates your guts, we know that, <laughs> And I would have said, oh, Sheila Gunn-Reed, how lovely to see you. Yes, thank you very much. Even though she's going to throw it in the trash can the moment exactly. she's in. Yeah. And uh, say, I'm so sorry. I, I have a, a meeting I have to attend to. You're not allowed here. It's not my policy. Uh, have a good flight back to Alberta. That's it. And then I know. It, it totally diffused. But then you get, you know, uh, Bride of Frankenstein to come out and get in your face. And then six security guards. Like, really? Like, I, hey, folks. Sheila Gunn-Reed, believe me, she is a really tough chick, except if you drive down a winding mountain road or then go I'm to a catacombs, <laughs> then she turns into a, a blithering, uh, hysterical person. But, but mm -hmm. other than that, um, this is someone that can strangle a rabid wolverine with her bare hands if need be. That's the kind of huntress she is. So, you know, this kind of intimidation isn't going to work. And, and think of that optic. If the roles were reversed, if that was some lefty, 
um, gal, uh, Sheila, and six male security guards came to her. You know how that would be uh, covered in the mainstream press. You know that uh, Rachel Gilmore would uh, be, you know, going on five alarm alert about misogyny <laughs> running amok in the, the, the nation's capital. But when it happens to you, no problem. Uh, and, you know, the whole affair was just so ridiculous that Kian and I had the giggles. Like, we had, I had a tough time <laughs> wrapping up that video because I was giggling because I just couldn't believe how out of control she was. And I kept saying, like, I'm worried she's going to take out her bad day on the good parents of Ottawa Carleton District School Board <laughs> because, like, she was wild, just wild. And oh, wow. I don't know if you saw there, but the, the one lady, <laughs> Death Stare Lady, uh, we've identified her because she did an interview with CTV. Um, she says, oh, we're going to let CTV in because he, he's a good guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, we have, I was like, okay, well, I want answers now. And I'm going to be like my polite little self um, because these people are crazy. And the crazier they are, the calmer I'm just going to get. And so I had a little bit of an extended conversation with uh, Death's stare lady so we can <laughs> go to like look at this like i'm just like right just burrowing a hole in my soul okay let's roll this wow you said he was a good guy what makes him good and us bad <laughs> you are because you just did an interview with ctv so you're not averse to speaking to the media what is your job here at the Ottawa Carleton District School Board? I bet by your silence, you're a communications officer. <laughs> is there a reason why you won't speak to us? I don't want to talk about it. Well, first of all, I want to know what you do here. If you work for well, the public, then surely you should be able to tell us what you do on behalf of the taxpayer or the parents of the Ottawa Carleton District School Board. Right. And so what did you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to deliver this petition. It's got 8,000 signatures on it. People mm -hmm. who disagree with the actions of Neely Kaplan Murth, uh -huh. silencing parents in person, and then having two change.org petitions taken down. Right. And that's why I started my own petition to right. give a voice to the parents yeah. that you will not provide. Right. Can so, I mean, you can, you, can, you can talk to her about that. I tried, but yeah. somebody slammed the door and called security as though I'm some sort of security risk. You don't think so. You're standing awfully close to me. <laughs> I never feel threatened. No. Okay, then why is security there blocking my entry? You don't know? Somebody at the board. I'm trying. Um, Sheila, She's so like, as you gotta I don't... somebody on the board, and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> um, so as I don't misgender that individual, was that a woman, or in the words of Austin Powers, that's a man, man. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I don't know. Or is that a trans individual? No, that was just a very prickly lady <laughs> with a really deep voice. Yeah. Holy well, mackerel! And again, Look at I, that again, mug. All things... <laughs> How much does all she charge to haunt a house? All things are relative. I'm kind of shrill. So it makes like women like that sound a little bit more baritone maybe. But um, yeah, like we got to talk to her. And I'm like, what? you just saw the whole thing go down. Like, what do you mean I got to talk to her? There are security guards blocking the door. She freaked out and ripped the door into my hand. You got to talk to her. Anyways, she went off to have a dart in her car. <laughs> Make that voice a little bit lower, I guess. <laughs> what, what is her title with the school board, Sheila? 
Well, I don't know. That's why I asked. I said, I can tell by your silence, you're probably a communications officer. <laughs> because they, don't, they don't talk to people. Unbelievable. And again, um, this doesn't become a fiasco if someone just pleasantly takes the package. I mean, they're, ma you know, they're making it, they're shooting themselves in the foot, Sheila, constantly. Yeah. And I couldn't be nicer. Like, <laughs> like, I literally couldn't be calmer or nicer. I'm trying to maintain my composure, even though I want to burst out laughing because everybody around me is so ridiculous that it seems surreal. And I'm just trying to point out like, oh, you got to have, you got to talk to her. And I'm like, I tried. Oh. Like, you got to give it to somebody in there. And I'm like, you called security on me. Like, what part of this are you missing here? You know, Sheila, the best parts were the silence when Miss America there is looking over her shoulder and is kind of thinking, why is this stray mongrel following me? <laughs> I have no dog biscuits for her. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I'm like, okay, great. I just want, I don't even want, actually want to talk. I just want to give you this petition. Oh. You got to give it to her. I'm like, I just had the door slammed in my face. I, I tried. Like, so, these people are insane. It, it is. So, Sheila, I can hear the crescendo of our viewers right now. What happened to the petition? Did anyone take it? Well, you'll have to go to uh, firenilly.com later to find <laughs> out. But uh, I became increasingly not frustrated. I just was consumed by the ridiculousness of it all. Because the security guards kept saying, I have to talk to my manager and then I would see them go inside and then just all stand around with their hands in their pockets and never come back. And then another person would come and be like, oh, I've talked to the manager. And I'm just like, at one point, I just put the petition on the window. I'm like, can somebody just take the petition? <laughs> like, Just take the petition. It's an, Again, I reiterate, it's not radioactive. Just take it, please. But no, no I just... It was Sheila, is it truly ridiculous? I mean, we have a school board here in Ontario that is accommodating a shop teacher dressing up as a <sighs> grotesque caricature of a female with fake Zed cut breasts, which he says are real or fluid. Um, and so when you see that uh, right on the front lines with the kids in shop class, does it really surprise you? Uh, the nut bars that get into school boards as the actual decision makers, the policy setters, doesn't to me, Sheila. Well, and these people are absolute liars, by the way. Yep. So Neely Kaplan Mirth, after she knows Kian is standing there with a big camera recording everything, she goes to Twitter and says, I've accosted her and harassed her down at the school board meeting. Does that look like I'm accosting? I'm like, excuse me, Ms. Kaplan Mirth, would you mind taking this? And she gets off the rev limiter, as we say here on the prairies, and flips out. And she turns it around and says that I was the one acting erratically and weird on Twitter. Because she <laughs> thinks that she can just lie and people will believe her despite evidence to the contrary. Unbelievable. And like I said... Um... Be pleasant if that's possible. It looks like that ship sailed decades ago. And uh, accept the petition. And you and we don't have anything to talk about right now. That would no. be pretty boring, watching you hand off a petition and somebody pleasantly accepting it. But they make it easy for us when it comes to the uh, journalism business, I should think, Sheila. Yeah, we don't have to instigate any bad behavior. And I know we're <laughs> frequently accused of that. Like, oh, you guys are just, you know... I was going to use another phrase, but provocateurs. I would, could not be less provocative if I tried. Unbelievable. Um, well, and Sheila, still they're I, acting up. 
We're already at the halfway mark, incredibly. So why don't we take an ad break? So much more to get to. Folks, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Just want to talk to you for just a moment. Here at Rebel News, we understand what it's like to be independent, to try and get by uh, without big handouts from the government. Small business owners, business owners alike out there understand that like nobody else. That's why we might be able to partner up and, and do something incredible. Bring a captive audience and new eyes to your business or your product. If you think we might be able to partner up, and if you want to support independent journalism while growing your brand to a captive audience, well, reach out to us. You can do so by going to rebelnews.com slash advertise. Okay, so Sheila, on the federal side of things, a new abacus uh, data poll has come out. Uh, conservatives lead by 7% over the Liberals. Here's where the numbers don't add up to me. 81% want change. I guess that's good if you are a non-supporter of the Liberals. 81%, that's an overwhelming number. But 31% don't feel comfortable with the alternatives available. So what does that mean? They're going to stay at home. First of all, Sheila, I question the data, and and I'll give you a personal abacus anecdote that just that happened. Ab- abacus is terrible, actually. Yeah, and Their the data thing is, not that great. I will say this: contrary to popular belief, pollsters want to get it right. Normally, uh, they want to be known as like after election day. Aha! You see, we nailed it. Uh, it's good for their yeah. business. But there's a couple of things. One is the number of Canadians that still have landlines has greatly diminished. So yeah. getting in touch with people to poll has become that much harder. And also, they make a database, Sheila, of those who still have landlines, and they keep calling yeah. and calling. And that takes that, that compromises the science in terms of a, a random yes. poll. Secondly, let me tell you this, in terms of the Toronto mayoral election, and this has really got my alarm bells ringing, in the last, I'd say, 16 days, Sheila... I've had three robocalls. It's the same pollster. And it's about who you support for Toronto mayor. Now, there's 102 candidates. I mean, it's not even fair making it alphabetical in order. But surely, if you are doing a non-biased poll, you would randomly scramble the names. But Sheila, three times out of three calls, what do I hear? If you support Olivia Chow... Press one. Right. Right off the bat, that is horrifically biased. The odds, if that was randomly scrambled, the odds of me getting Olivia Chow press one three out of three times, that would make the most reckless gambler cringe, okay? Because if your guy is number 77, uh, are you going to wait 20 minutes to pound 77? No, of course not. And here's the second thing, Sheila. I don't live in the city of Toronto. I'm in York region, Richmond Hill. What they should proceed that poll with is, if you are not an eligible city of Toronto voter, please hang up now. They don't. So God knows how many people that don't even live in the city of Toronto are you know, giving data to this poll. But this, Sheila, let's look at the numbers. 81% want change, 31% 
don't feel comfortable with the alternatives. How do you square you those about. numbers? Oh, I can tell you what that's about. That Those are people who are considering voting for the NDP, um, <laughs> but are not all that happy with the leader there. Yeah, That's what I think. I think that's reflective of, okay, so some people are uh, conservatives who are sort of somewhat skeptical of Pierre Polyev. Okay, fair. Uh, some of those could be red Tories, fine, whatever, John Charest people, who, who cares? Um, but I think a lot of those are NDP voters who are like, okay, I might be an NDP voter, but Jagmeet Singh is a flake. And so I think that might be manifesting in the data if the data is even a little bit accurate there. Yeah, and that's a self-inflicted wound, uh, Sheila. I'm oh, yeah. sorry, with Jagmeet Singh constantly calling out blackface on social media only to prop up him and his party in the House of Commons. I would argue, and I, I, I'm sorry, I know there's you know nice, uh, decent-minded Ethic, ethical and moral people that support the NDP. But I would argue right now, because of this man's misleadership, because of his quest of solidifying his guaranteed pension, which only kicks in on 2025, isn't that funny, that date? Um, he has made the NDP an irrelevant party. Yeah. And further to the point, Sheila, the, you know, the GM used to have an ad campaign, not your father's Oldsmobile. This Liberal Party is not your father's Liberal Party. The Liberals like John Nunziata, um, Dan McTague, classical Liberals, they've been replaced by Marxists. I mean, if I'm on the left, like, what is the NDP standing for that the Liberal Party isn't? That's the thing. The, the NDP were completely outflanked on the left. <laughs> by yeah. Justin Trudeau. They, I mean, they just basically absorbed all of the NDP positions um, and made it a place where the entire progressive vote can coalesce. And until such time as they have a grown-up leader, none of that is going to change. And, and, and Sheila, as, as a conservative, I cheer for a grown-up NDP leader because that's the only way conservatives win. Thank you. I was just about to make that point. If you're a conservative and go, hey, I don't care. I'd never vote for either party. Here's why you should care. You want a strong NDP. You want a strong NDP leader. You want the liberals and the NDP to fight it out in writings where they split the vote and the conservative comes up the middle. That's why you want a strong NDP instead of this uh, spineless one. And right now, Sheila, another thing I, you know, we have to make mention of the NDP, in addition to being um, famished financially, they're a bit of a two-headed dragon. There is the Jugmeet Singh NDPers. They wear the Armani suits. They preach climate change. Mm. They sip lattes in Starbucks. And then there are the old-fashioned Ed Broadbent NDPers. They want the oil sands projects opened up. They want good, high-paying, yeah. stable union jobs, which this leader is quashing out of virtue signaling, you know, saving the planet from the climate catastrophe. And these two cats don't get along. Uh, I am amazed at this date that Jagmeet Singh is still the leader, Sheila. Well, I think you might be living in the past a little bit, David, and don't take that the wrong way, but I think that's generally your state. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a long time ago, the NDP abandoned the blue-collar unions. You can see it out here in Alberta in real time. Hmm. Uh, the NDP really, maybe it's, they still cling to the auto sector unions, but those are heavily subsidized industries. Um, but out here on the prairies, and particularly in oil and gas and the trade unions, 
they are not NDP voting unions anymore. They are conservative voting unions. You saw this happen in the United States, and it happened in the United States, I think, a little after it happened here in Canada. Um, those blue-collar trade unions uh, out here in the West, they're conservative. They're the ones with the F. Trudeau stickers on their welding truck. Like, they they don't, they don't vote NDP. They never have. They were the largest objectors. The union membership, I should say, and not the union leadership. Uh, union leadership, I, I, I don't know if they know what side of a hammer to use. But, like, the union membership, a uh, long time ago, quit voting NDP. Um, uh, it... And it only happened, I think, under Donald Trump in the United States, but it happened here way sooner. Sheila, that, that is a very profound point you make, because I remember back in 2016, one of the first ones out to decipher a trend, at least in middle America, was Michael Moore, who is about as left as you can get. And he said, you know what? The blue collar folks I rub shoulders with in Michigan and uh, Wisconsin and Ohio and Pennsylvania, guess what? They are overwhelmingly voting for Trump. That was Jobs. the one big trend. The other, in the last U.S. election, and Michael Moore was right, and you saw what happened, Trump won. The other trend that happened in the last election was the continuation of blue-collar, especially males, voting Republican, but on the flip side, white suburban college-educated females voting for Biden. And sure enough, well, I won't give her name, but Lady, Lady Manzoid's best friend, who now lives in California, she voted Republican all the way down the ticket, except for president. And why? Those mean tweets, if you can believe it, Sheila. So she proved Cruz is right, and she is exactly that. White, college-educated, suburban female uh, living in California. So... Um, yeah, I think in the Canadian context, the it's not so much the blue-collar workers have abandoned the NDP, rather the NDP abandoned them. Yeah, I miss those mean tweets, by the way. <laughs> so do <laughs> I. It's so much normal than, like, transgender boobs out at the White House. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, unbelievable. You know, Sheila, can, but can you imagine... <laughs> but can you imagine voting Republican all the way down except for president because of mean tweets? That's it. That's all she has. Because if you look at Trump's policy, record low uh, inflation, record low unemployment, especially minority group uh, unemployment, yeah. Asian, woman, uh, black, uh, you name it. Um, energy independent, first time in 70 yeah. years. Um, yeah. The world was a lot safer place. I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. You have to give them that. I mean, we didn't have China swinging its muscles like it is now. Uh, what's happening in Iran, what's happening in North Korea. I mean, by every, you know, benchmark, domestic and foreign policy, Trump was a superstar, one of the best presidents ever. And yet... Yeah. Mean tweets offends the sensibilities of someone, probably because, Sheila, the mainstream media told those people to get offended by those mean tweets. Yeah, peace broke out in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now we've got um, Iran getting prickly, China taking over the world, and uh, dumping of the strategic reserve um, to fight inflation because inflation's out of control. So, I mean... I miss the mean tweets is what, what yeah. I mean to say here. Um, we should move on, though. We should get to this video from Garnet Jenis, who is my MP. I should divulge that. 
um, and also goes to my church. Um, and he is hammering the liberals. I think it's in committee on uh, just how not separate Justin Trudeau is from his family foundation. Oh, shocker. the Trudeau Foundation uh, has a has a governance problem that led to it being targeted as a means to influence the, the Trudeau government. Uh, it's a matter of public record that uh, the Minister of Industry, as well as the Trudeau family, have the ability to appoint members to the foundation. Uh, that this foundation is defined as a public institution in various statutes, uh, and that. There was a spike in foreign donations after the Trudeau government uh, took took office, and it stretches credibility to think that that was sort of an accident unrelated to the fact that the foundation shares a name with the person who's prime minister or that the prime minister continues to be listed as a as a member in the foundation's uh, foundation's uh, annual report, though, though identified as an inactive one. Um, uh, you know, but, but I particularly want to drill down on this this issue of the meeting in the prime minister's office. Uh, Mr. Rosenberg, you, you've told us there's there's nothing unusual about this this meeting. Hey, meetings happen in the prime minister's office all the time. You know, uh, no, 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 no big deal. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you respond. But the prime minister's office is actually the name of the building. It's it's uh, it's called the prime minister's office. Um, and uh, that a meeting took place uh, with the Trudeau Foundation. So funny. And, and, and to say that, well, you know, all. All, all the boardrooms were, were taken in the Blackburn building. There was, there was no space anywhere else in downtown Ottawa. <laughs> the only place available was, uh, was, uh, was PMI. I mean, that's just malarkey, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, you, you, you must have known that this meeting sent a message, and you must have intended it to send a message, sir. Um, but, uh, you know, t- tell me, tell me, tell me why none of the boardrooms in Blackburn building or anywhere else in downtown Ottawa were available, and you just felt this was the most convenient place to meet. The genesis of this is I spoke to a deputy secretary of, I believe, of plans. And, and I think he, he would have said, I can't, or, I can't organize a meeting in the PCO. He said, well, you know, I would have said, this is something you guys might want to know about. And he would have said, okay, I'll organize a meeting. Where do deputy secretaries of plans organize meetings? They do it in PCO, and they tend to do it in boardrooms on the fourth floor of the Langevin block. I'm going to jump in. I got 30 seconds left. Those those boardrooms are used extensively by the, the prime minister's own staff, and they have priority for booking those rooms. Well, that may be uh, true that has, today. That has, that has always been, been been the case. Uh, you you have 10 floors in Blackburn, but but moreover, you have you have all sorts of other buildings. Uh, clearly, the public service is not unaware of the fact that when meetings take place in the prime minister's office, that sends a message. And if you want to send the message that this foundation is closely connected to the prime minister and therefore donations to this foundation are appreciated by the prime minister, a great way to send that message is to have it in the relatively small building Thank uh, you, that is used Mr. and that is Genuous. called the prime minister's office. Thank you, Mr. Genuous. <laughs> I don't know about you, Sheila, but wouldn't the Blackburn building be the perfect place for a blackface meeting? <laughs> you know, like, it's so stupid. Like, it, it's like, I wish they could hear themselves or I wish that they could see other people's faces when we hear them say this stuff. Like, they're, I was just in Ottawa. The town is one big office building. It is so oppressively... <laughs> born of cubicles that it depressed me 
the whole day it sucked my lively nature out of my body i'm like this is just a place of cubicles police and construction workers <laughs> and the only ones i like right now are the construction workers no offense to general police but i'm not a fan <laughs> of the ottawa police um and it, it's nothing but office buildings with the government of canada logo on them you couldn't have found a boardroom anywhere else other than the prime minister's office. You really want us to believe that you want us to believe that. I guess they do. That's that they want us to believe that. And we're going to be dumb enough to believe it, I guess. You know, Sheila, I'm sure if we, if we were doing a Canadian black mirror episode uh, <laughs> of a dark alternate reality, it involves you living in a 800 square foot Ottawa <laughs> condo <laughs> commuting by public transit to a tiny little cubicle. <laughs> I mean, that's like, and you have these distant memories. I, I am, I imagine clean air and, and, and acres of land and livestock. And what am I doing here? I mean, that, that would be uh, my, uh, my inside baseball black mirror uh, story. Oh, yeah. pitch. But I think um, genius going back and again and again saying the name of the charity is the Trudeau. <laughs> Foundation. Yeah. I mean, we. You know what it reminds me of, uh, Sheila? That that movie from uh, 1982, Superman 2, right before the all the movies went crap on in the Superman franchise. And Clark Kent is in Perry White's office, and he wants Clark to go to Paris because a group of terrorists have put a nuclear bomb in the Eiffel Tower, and they're threatening to blow up Paris if their ransom isn't met. And Clark Kent says, Chief, wow, that's terrible. And <laughs> Perry White goes, yeah, Kent, that's why they call them terrorists. So yeah. the thing is, it's called the Trudeau Foundation. There's Pierre Trudeau. Meetings. There's Justin Trudeau. I mean, <laughs> And you're having meetings in the prime minister's <laughs> office. And guess who the prime minister is? Justin Trudeau. And we're like, that's a big fat circle of influence. <laughs> and they don't want us to see it. Oh, Sheila, this, and you're right. Like, do they actually believe anyone with two scintillas of brain cells are buying what they're selling? I mean, so often I hear the likes of what we just heard, people like Bill Blair, Marco Pinocchio, I, I mean, Mandicino, uh, Blackface himself, and my jaw is resting on the linoleum. I can't believe they have the audacity to try to say what they're saying with a straight face. Uh, you know what? We should hit a quick ad break. Olivia whispers in my ear, and then we'll go to this thing. Uh, President of Calgary's Black Lives Matter movement charged with hate crime because <laughs> perfect. Karma. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Let's hit an ad break. Canadians for Truth proudly presents An Evening with Sarah Palin. Get ready for an incredible evening, Sunday, June 18th, 2023. Former Alaska Governor and Vice Presidential Candidate Sarah Palin's remarkable journey and steadfast dedication to speaking up when it's easier to stay silent are just a few of the many reasons you'll want to hear from her. This event will be hosted by Olympians Theo Fleury and Jamie Soleil and promises to provide valuable insights, inspiration, and entertainment. The show starts at 7 p.m. at the Grey Eagle Event Center in Calgary, Alberta. But act now because tickets for this will not last. Wow, I'd love to be there with uh, I'm going. Fleury. I'm <laughs> just going to ask you, you will indeed be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. I want to talk to Sarah Palin about hunting. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, uh, well, yeah. I, and I mean, folks, 
This is what we say in the business as value add. Not only do you get everybody that was in that ad at that uh, event, Sheila Gunn Reed will be there too. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the cherry on the Sunday, I say. So get your tickets. Yeah. Are there still tickets available, Sheila? I'm not sure. You guys should check right now. Yeah. Like, well, not right now. Wait till the show's over and then go directly there. Um, <laughs> just finish the show though, and then head over there. Uh, I know they're going fast. I'm not exaggerating. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really I, like I, I've sort of always been a Sarah Palin fan because she was a victim of that misogynistic cancel culture that yep. you get from these uptight lefties all the time. They bash her for having a child with Down syndrome. They bash her for her, the sort of folksy way she talks and her folksy lifestyle and the fact that she's pro-hunting and pro-gun and pro-fishing and living off the land and all those things that uh, lefties need to learn about when the inevitable fall of society happens because of their bad ideas. <laughs> they might want to learn a few Palin skills, but uh, I mean, they, they just call her stupid and um, uncouth and, it was all just male feminists doing it at the end You're of the 100% day. You're 100% right. I mean, I can tell you, Lady Menzoid still has her Sarah Palin uh, T-shirt from uh, 2008, I believe. And it's uh, it's a great shirt. It's um, Remember Rosie the Riveter from the Second World War yep. doing the muscle with We Can Do yep. It, but it's Sarah Palin's face. and. Nice. Unfortunately, nice. they didn't do it. And uh, that brought in the Barack Obama yeah. A regime with all their shenanigans that we're still trying to I don't recover think it was, from. I don't think it was Sarah Palin's fault. I mean, she was sort of uh, the one of the spiritual leaders, I guess you would say, of the Tea Party. And that was the year that the Tea Party swept. Uh, they just didn't have the right presidential candidate yeah. <laughs> on the Republican side. And it wasn't the VP candidate. I don't think that was the problem because uh, the Tea Party delivered, and which means Sarah delivered. Um, it was the presidential candidate who was the problem. I think you're right. And but we did see, as you said, the demonization and vilification of Sarah Palin, that if that had been a Democrat ticket uh, vice presidential candidate, it would have been lambasted as misogyny. So, again, oh, yeah. the double standard. Um, oh, the loving the loving progressives using the R word to describe her little child. Uh, <laughs> it still viscerally makes me it make, makes me angry just how gross those people are. Before we move on to this Black Lives Matter thing, because it's amazing we should talk about it. I think Glenn McGregor was fired today. What? <laughs> yeah. I Why? Shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing, but um, Glenn and I have our disagreements, and um, looks like I survived longer than Glenn. Um, I see Andrew Lawton is tweeting that Glenn McGregor was laid off today from CTV. Hmm. I wonder if it had anything to do with his performance outside of a Tamara Leach bail hearing where he's prize fighting grandmas like some out of control school board trustee. <laughs> you know what, just, Sheila? I'm going to say it something to do with that. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say it had nothing to do with that. I'm going to think that the mainstream media right now is in such dire straits, even with a bailout, right, that they are cutting jobs. Glenn McGregor has been there for several years. That's a big salary. Uh, they can replace him with some, you know, woke AI, uh, AI, know. some woke AI program. Oh yeah. I, I, I was going to say a journalism <laughs> student out of Carleton, but you're, you're right. Um, just a, a woke AI program. Uh, I think it's all about the, uh, the money, uh, Sheila Gunn Reid. I mean, uh, CTV is owned by Bell and you know, you, you want to know how cheap these guys are right now. The likes of Bell and Rogers on the sports side, 
Do you know what, folks? They don't send their radio play-by-play and color guys on the road to cover teams anymore. They watch a TV and do the commentary from the TV feed. Can you imagine? So you have NHL, Major League Baseball players, uh, NBA players making, you know, more than $10 million a season, and they can't put a broadcast team on a plane for the road games. They have to watch it on TV. So they are looking after the nickels and dimes. I bet you this is an economic assassination, Sheila Gunn-Reed, because his wokeism, he making a fool of himself with Tamara Leach, uh, that is uh, something that network would approve of. You know, I don't even care why it happened. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's just that it happened. And... Uh, I don't think people know the full story of what Glenn McGregor tried to do to me once. Um, maybe one day I'll tell it. Um, but uh, oh yeah, happen to a nicer guy. I know could what you're not happen about. to a nicer guy. I know what you're talking yeah. about. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Black Lives Matter Calgary. I yes. didn't know there was a chapter in Calgary for Black Lives Matter. Um, I wonder if they have a mansion like the chapter in Toronto has. Um, by the way, I believe Black Lives Matter, they're, they're filing for bankruptcy, I believe, Sheila, or creditor protection, uh, because it yeah. looks like with all those donations, they just ran out of mansion money <laughs> and then went yeah, into the red. they ran out of mansion money. They went into real estate, it sounds like. I think oh, yeah. they owned a mansion in Toronto, too. We should go. Actually, maybe you should go on an adventure and show us what that mansion in Toronto looks like. Yeah. Ding dong. Avon Collie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just say you're door knocking for Olivia Chow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sheila, she is the Arctic Lynx. You know, that is the cat that has the nickname the Ghost of the North. So few people who are members of Homo sapien have actually ever seen an Arctic Lynx. She gets smuggled into Merrill debates and gets smuggled out. I, I think they put her in a canister or something like that. She doesn't do the post-debate <laughs> scrum. Um, she is doing the Joe Biden, I'll campaign from my basement, uh, right. you know, uh, strategy of trying to win the election, at Might least work. for Toronto mayor. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good idea. I don't think Olivia Chow, she's a nice lady, but she's not fast on her feet. So um, they're trying to uh, mail this one in. But tell me, um, okay, Calgary Black Lives Matter president charged with a hate crime. Goodness gracious, Sheila, I almost don't I believe would, this. I, I bet she's, well, I do. Definitely I do. But I, she's probably the president, the secretary, and the treasurer, if you know okay. what I mean. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they have a... Big Black Lives Matter chapter in Calgary. Um, but uh, court records show Andorra Noafor was charged with mischief for allegedly interfering with the use of property primarily used for religious worship and educational purposes. So what she did was she was acting up at St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic School. Um, she impeded access to a Catholic school. So she was charged with mischief on June 2nd in connection to an incident on May 26th for allegedly willfully obstructing and interfering with the use of property primarily used for religious worship. She interfered with the people's use of St. Thomas Aquinas School for reasons. This is an anti-Catholic hate crime. They're dancing around not saying this, but this is she went there with anti-Catholic prejudice in her heart for reasons of bias, prejudice, or hate based on race or ethnic origin. She's 47, so she's old enough to know better. And she's been a strong activist for abortion rights. So she targeted Catholics because we're pro-life, it sounds like here. 
She led a May 2022 rally at Olympic Plaza because of Roe v. Wade. She's a kookaloo. Um, why are you rallying against Roe v. Wade? We literally have abortion on demand until this moment of birth here in Canada. And after maybe your baby's born and you say, oh, it's incompatible with life, you can just also mage your baby while you're at it. So um, anyway, she she's now banned from going within 100 meters of a school, which is probably good advice. Um, well, Sheila, oh, I, I can tell you this, and I'm not even half joking, really. Uh, charged with a hate crime, I can't believe that under the current regime in uh, Calgary with Jody Godnick, that she's not getting the key to the city. I mean, uh, that's the mayor that came out with a special proviso of their so-called yeah. demonstration laws where um, pro-lifers are evidently not allowed to hand out literature. Am I not right? So how is this a hate crime? I would imagine Mayor Jody loves this kind of stuff in her city. Well, right. But why isn't she charged with a bylaw violation too? Mm. She, because the... Uh, pro-lifers and the anti-drag people, they will get charged with the anti-protest bylaw also. So they will be investigated for hate crimes, but uh, uh, so far, uh, Derek Reimer has not been charged with the hate crime. But they will get slapped with these protest bylaws, get thrown in jail for days and days. This lady's out on bail. But Derek Reimer, for nonviolent protesting, he was in jail for almost a month. Well, this lady is committing a hate crime against Catholic school students, and she's just out there walking around. So that is the question then. Why the double standard? Why isn't oh, she behind bars? You know, or what, why is Derek Reimer not allowed to be free? You can't have it both ways, but apparently right. that's how they roll, right? Right, right. And heaven forbid you honk. You know, oh, yeah. by the way, I was in Ottawa. It's a very loud city. Lots of noise and things happening all the time. But uh, uh, my impression was they liked it dead silent there. But it is oh. not dead silent there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and the fact is, it is more silent than ever, Sheila. When you were looking at all those office buildings that look like, you know, they got the architect from uh, the Soviet Union for the 1950s and 60s to put up the blandest office Polish blocks possible. Housings. I'm not talking about the Chateau Laurier. I'm not talking about the Parliament buildings, no. but that, those were probably built during Sir John A. Macdonald's time. Yeah, you know, we're white... talking about the mid-century modern gray Polish row housing they call office cubicles in Ottawa. 100%. But I'll tell you, Sheila, if you ventured into those buildings, I will guarantee you oh, that two thirds, <laughs> at least, of that office space is empty. They're still mailing oh, yeah. it in from home. Oh, for sure, I'm hundred percent for sure. You want to know how I know? The parking lots were empty. And there you go. <laughs> the yeah. parking lots were empty out front of those buildings. So I'm with Pierre Polyev. Sell those buildings. Sell them all. Turn them into affordable housing. You know what? That's a fantastic idea. And you know, uh, and then again, with the empty parking lots, that could have been. Maybe there was an excess of pickup trucks with Canadian flags. Uh, that'll get you towed uh, from an Ottawa parking lot. The, the most outrageous story from last year, it was uh, Jim Kerr, he of the bubble bus. He went to Ottawa. He paid $40 for his parking space at a private um, parking facility. And the Ottawa police towed him away, even though he had his receipt. And the owner didn't call the police. And what was the reason, Sheila? Because he was illicitly blowing bubbles. <laughs> Illegal bubbles. Illegal. What a boring city. I almost swore there. 
what a boring, boring place to live and raise a family. Just <laughs> absolutely dry, dry, boring town. Just oh, boring, so, oppressively boring. So what is, the, I guess, um, this person's shenanigans aside, what is the future for Black Lives Matter? Will there be an internal revolt to ouster or are they going to pat her on the back and say, well done, comrade, good for you uh, for standing up to big Catholicism? Yeah, I, I think there's probably just her and like two other people. So <laughs> I mean, it's, it'd be really easy to keep her on. You know, you're losing one third of the group, but uh, also pretty easy to stage a coup. If there's yeah. like only three people there. So who knows? Frankly, who cares? And by the way, who cares? I couldn't help but notice her T-shirt. I don't know if we can put up that image again. It said, being black is not a crime. Whoever said it was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever said it was. You know what, though? Harassing Catholic school students in front of their school with yeah. your pro-abortion nonsense, uh, that actually, I guess, is a crime, as this lady just found out. Unbelievable. Well, she a lot of people, a lot of things happening to some really nice people today. <laughs> yeah, kind of made my day that one. Me uh, a little bit too. Sheila, we're already past the hour. Do we have any super chats, my friend? Uh, Olivia, I don't see any. Do we have any? What? Sheila Gunn Reed has never okay, well, suffered a like shutout. All of our wrestling talk. They didn't like our wrestling talk in the beginning. Maybe. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I thought that would bring more super chats. People would do wrestling themed super chats. I I'm going to take a page right now from Festivus. Remember George Costanza's father? It's the airing of the grievances. I'm very disappointed with you people. I want to thank you for tuning in. You. But, uh, <laughs> not one super chat. Sheila Gunn Reed is not going to be able to sleep tonight. Me, I'm kind of used to getting shut out, but not Sheila Gunn Reed. That's true. <laughs> oh, well, win some, lose some. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sheila, I had a wonderful time co hosting the live stream with you today. Uh, I'm back again tomorrow. Are you here tomorrow, or is it another Rebel News personality? It's a different Rebel, although I think I'll see you in the office later in Toronto. Oh, there you go. Okay, fantastic. So, thank you again to our super producers, Efren and Olivia. And as I said, we'll be back here at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, folks, stay safe and stay sane. With spike protein in a post-pandemic world is something we all have to grapple with, whether you've had the virus, you've been vaccinated yourself, or if you're around those who were. The wellness company's Spike Support Formula is a daily supplement that can help you feel your best and then stay that way. Go to twccanada.health to get back to that pre-pandemic feeling with spike support. Use coupon code REBEL to save 10% off these doctor-formulated products, which are rooted in science. And for a limited time, your first month's membership is only 99 cents. That's twccanada.health, coupon code REBEL at checkout. It's time to put your wellness back in the driver's seat.